Bam 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 Welcome to Go Help Yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a Bye Bye Birdie musical. <laughs> Hi, Misty. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Oh, What's the story? Morning Glory. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I, my apologies. Okay. Welcome back to, uh, well, okay. This is Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. It's the shorter, sweeter version where we don't do what we've promised to do and review a whole book. Uh, Lisa will not let me call this the weekly beef. No. So I don't know what I'm calling well, it, it Maybe yet. it's like a vitamin, like a supplement, or like a dark mm. crystal that you bought at Spellbound Sky. Ooh, it's your weekly juju. It's nope. your weekly crystal collection. Okay, we're still working your on it. Your semi-annual we silent from retreat. You. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Hit us up on social media or email us. We want to hear from you what we should call it. Step it can't up. be a silent retreat, Misty. Step we're up, talking. listeners. No, no, no. It's totally silent. I'm just going to communicate in eye language. Okay. Eye language? Speaking of languages, we have a lot to cover. We do. I want to start by checking in with you because... We previously talked about your mm. upcoming birthday. We did. And we had your birthday party. We did. And I want to see how you're feeling about it. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yes, it was awesome. So we did it very last minute. We mm-hmm. only sent out invites with like a week mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. to the event. Um, so there were a a few people that I really would have loved to be there that mm-hmm. couldn't make it. And I was really disappointed when mm-hmm. those those responses yeah. kept coming in. And I had that, I think we talked about this, but I had that whole like, well, what if no one comes? What if people come and it's not fun or whatever? Yeah. And it ended up being so much fun. And yeah. I was so floored by how many people I cared deeply about showed up to this party. And I was just looking around. They were all connecting with each other. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Zach, we rented this portable bar from a company called Joy Mode. It's mm-hmm. a really cool company. You can check them out at joymode.com. But basically, you pay a flat membership fee of mm-hmm. like 29 bucks a month. And then you can rent bundles for free mm-hmm. one a week. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, great. Let's get this little portable bar. And Zach... Does not have any experience bartending, no. but he offered to bartend for this party. Or maybe I asked him, would you bartend for this party? Was, yeah. He was so nervous. I and mean, it was so wonderful the entire time he was behind the bar. But he was so nervous. My friend Julia got to the party as one of the first few people to come. She jumped behind the bar with them. And for the next, like, five hours, they were just making drinks for everyone at the party. But... um. Matt uh, Matt Sav, who is our amazing producer. Sav, I would love for you to uh, maybe tell us what happened when you ordered a drink from Zach. I, I, you left before I got there, but I heard about it because Zach was mortified. It was not a problem at all. It was a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful party. The bar was incredible. There were lights strung everywhere. It was a beautiful backyard. And when I went up to get my drink... Zach just happened to squirt uh, a, a significant amount of lime juice uh, uh, in my dire- general direction. And where did it go? Maybe in my eyes. Right so, in your eyes. So, that's amazing. I'm 
I'm so sorry. Um, totally fine, Zach. Oh, I should have brought over a bottle of eye drops. But the no, way the way so Zach perfect. the way Zach told it was he was finally feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. And Sav walks up and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll take a Moscow Mule." And Zach's like, "No problem, coming right up." Takes the juicer to squeeze the lime, and it just <laughs> beelines directly in Sav's eyes. So much so that when I saw Zach later mm. that night after you had left, I go, "Hey, how's it going?" And he goes. <laughs> I squirted lime juice in Zach's eye. <laughs> the first thing he said. Zach is also probably dying listening to this. It was his heart of darkness. I want to say this too. He did such a good job. He did. Yeah. Misty, you made five specialty cocktail drinks. That's right. And he has, has never bartended what, before. What Lisa means is I wrote out as an offering to mm-hmm. any guest that comes to the party, oh, you can have an elderflower spritzer mm-hmm. or a Moscow mule. And I and basically, I was just like, Zach, here are recipe cards. You can make this. But they were complicated drinks. I want to tell you that the most popular drink of the party was mm. the elderflower spritzer. Which involves... Ready? Wait for it. Muddling mint. Yep. Muddling cucumber. Yep. Fresh squeezed lemon. Yep. Simple syrup. Yep. Elderflower liqueur. Yep. Vodka. Yep. Top it all yep. with some soda water. Yep. I was trying to channel like the royal wedding. Let me tell you though, this dude did it all with a smile. He never looked uncomfortable. He never looked. He was just. I know. He was such a great, great person to have in yeah. that role. And I, when I said, "How's it going?" He goes. I've never done this before. And I said, how's it going? He goes, I've never done this before. And I was like, well, it looks like you're doing great. He goes, these are complicated recipes, yeah. but I'm getting the hang of it. Yeah. I go, "Yeah, well, it's 11 yeah. o'clock at night, so it's like No, that's night. right. That's right. Right at the end of the party, he hit his he groove. Hit his, really hit his groove. Um, but shout out to Julia. And so the feedback I kept getting throughout the party was, oh, my God, everyone here is so great. And yeah. that's something I've been wanting to bring so many of those people together for such a long time. Yeah. And it wasn't a huge party. There were like maybe 30, 35 people in and out throughout Which, the night. That is a big party. Well, I mean, uh, no, I mean like coming and going total. So like, I don't know. I'd say at any given time there were like 20 people there. But it was. That's it a was a big party. Yeah. And by the way, Zach threw it for me I as know, a gift. Lovely. So huge shout out to Zach. And I, I can't remember the name, but we ended up sitting in the living room mm-hmm. around that amazing Harry Potter tree. Yeah. With my friends Chuck and Sandy. Chuck. Oh, my I, God. Chuck Hayward is a dream boat. I feel like Chuck and I were meant to be friends. Yes. And we just connected on so many levels. I adore him. He's incredible. I hope I get to hang out with him again. He's uh, Chuck is amazing. I wish I knew all his handles on social media. He's a writer on Dear White People. He Ugh. is one That's of my absolute favorite, favorite people Chuck, to be around. Chuck, come on our podcast. Chuck, come on our podcast. Um, Things I've always wanted to say. That's come right. on my podcast. Oh, my God. I know. What was I? What was that thing I heard somebody say the other day? They were like, oh, yeah, I had a I had a birthday. You know, I turned 30 or I turned 35. And I was trying to decide, like, have a baby or have a podcast. <laughs> really resonated with me. But anyway, so to wrap up the birthday check-in, I'm so glad I did it. Yep. I was so nervous. I was so stressed. It's a ton of work to put on a party. But I just felt so loved and cared for. Um, and this is actually kind of a perfect segue into our next thing. Because- well, hold on. Yes. I mean, okay. We're not going to go that easy. Oh. <laughs> Misty, my challenge to you for that birthday was uh, I invited you to really, like, let people just, – just to be present and let people um, 
kind of be there for you. Do you know what I mean? And like yeah. acknowledge that these people were there because they loved you. Mm-hmm. Were you able to feel that as the night went on? I was. And I think it's, like I said, I was pretty surprised, I, a little shocked actually. I, I was looking around the party and I was going, I can't believe all of these people with one week's notice showed up to this place. Mm-hmm. It's far away from a lot of them mm-hmm. on a Saturday night, prime real estate, you mm-hmm. know, of the weekend. And it was so touching. And I I would not have felt that if I hadn't been vulnerable because mm-hmm. it really was scary. I You know, maybe there's some of you listening who are thinking like, whatever, I throw parties all the time. But for me, it is very scary to put myself out there and say, I really care about you. I'd love to see you. Yeah. You know, this well, is also, a thing. you were the reason for the party. Yeah, that's right. And you can see, I'm sure you can see I'm like getting red right now and yeah. I've got my hands up to my face. But um, it was, I'm so glad I did it. I feel relieved. I feel proud. Um, it's something that I would like to do again in Yay. future, maybe on a smaller scale, may, you know, maybe more throughout the year. But it just made me go, oh, no, I can be that positive thing in my community. And I, if I'm remembering correctly... I gave myself an intention, which was just to be present with the person in yes. front of me. Yes, and I really tried to do that. There were some. There were a I lot of people. That. The, oh, great! I'm glad. Yeah, I, and that was at the end of the night. Like you were still doing it. Well, so good job. Oh, great! Well, that's because there was no one left, so I was giving no, you all my attention. True, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to ask you too. Mm-hmm. Um, we've covered um, a couple books now. Yeah. Do you do you feel like anything from what we've learned from those helped you? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. And anything? And I'm putting yeah. you on the spot in that. No, no, no. That's a great question. I think, and I know it was the first book we covered, but The Subtle Art of mm-hmm. Not Giving a Fuck has been in my mind since I read it by Mark Manson. If you haven't listened to that episode, um, it's a really great book. And uh, even throwing the party was giving less fucks about the stupid things mm-hmm. and going, well, you know what's important to me? Being surrounded by people I love more yes. often and building community. Yes. And and if I, you know, and so I, rather than waiting for someone else to build a community and invite me to it, yeah. I just did it. So, um, yeah. And I think there were a lot of people that I would have loved to have spent more time with at that party. But, you know, whenever you're hosting anything, like you yeah. never really get a ton of FaceTime with everyone. Um, but it was it was just so nice because everyone there was delightful. So I was completely delighted. By everyone around me. Well, congratulations. And Thank I'm glad you. you gave yourself that gift. Thank you. And there's still a part of me that's like, great, let's never talk about my birthday again. So, wow. um, that's interesting. I, lo- I would love to stay curious about that. Oh, thanks, girl. And you know that I will always talk to you about your birthday now. That's right. Great. Next year, we got a whole year, people. <laughs> um, um, so, the reason yes. that I loved this party and that this was a big deal for me because. has to do with my language of love. Yes. Which we'll get to because, Lisa, I want to check in with you. Mm-hmm. Your homework mm-hmm. was to go to the fivelovelanguages.com. I did it. And take the quiz. I did it. What did you find out? What is your love language? Tell, like, take us through it. Well, as is in keeping with this podcast. That's right. <laughs> um, it didn't work for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. Um, so <clears throat> the highest score that you can get on any one of the 
love languages, of which there are five. I'll remind you, acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, receiving gifts, and physical touch. Oh, and by the way, um, if you haven't listened to that full episode, uh, there is basically the author of the five languages of love devised a quiz that you can take. It only takes, what, 10 or 15 minutes. Yep. You answer a bunch of questions, and then it gives you a score so that you can better understand what your lang- what what makes you feel most loved. Mm-hmm. And the highest score you can get is 12. Um, and the, they say the highest score indicates your primary love language, how you really understand the expressions of love from others. 12 in any category? That's correct. Okay. It's common to have two high scores, although one language tends to have a slight edge for most people. Okay. The lower scores in your profile indicate those languages you seldom use to communicate love and which probably don't affect you on an emotional level in your relationship. So here we go. Acts of service, eight. Ooh, that's high. Quality time, Eight. Okay. Words of affirmation, eight. (laughs) Receiving gifts, six. Physical touch, zero. Now, what I would like to say is that they preface it by asking you at the start, are you in a relationship or Uh, are you single? And if you click the single, then it's like, well, think about your family and think about Mm. your close friends as you take this test. Mm -hmm. And all the questions of like, would you like someone to hold your hand in public? I don't want my mom to hold my hand in public. No. I'm old enough to not have her do that. Yeah. Um, So I feel like... Um, like that maybe skewed your results. Single people, but it, yeah. and I will tell you, it was a very cool marketing bonanza. It said, um, to really understand your love language and how it affects your relationships, we recommend reading the five love languages singles edition to uh, help you unpack all the concepts we touch on here. And I said, no, right. no thank you. Well, that's... A- when I read that he had, and I'm sure this is grammatically correct and it's fine, but again, it bumps me that he has a book called The Five Love Languages for Singles. Not like single people or, you know what I mean? Or like for lepers. Whatever. But it, yeah, it's like for singles. <laughs> just call, Like if I'm like, oh, hi, I'm a single. It's just very weird to me. Yeah. And, you know, the other part of it is just like, <sighs> Listen, I like physical touch, okay? Yeah. I love a good physical touch. I like to give a physical touch. Mm. I like to receive a physical touch. <laughs> but the context in which they gave it makes it seem like I, I'm... I, I Listen, I would be curious to know what your results are if you took it again thinking about a romantic partner. Okay. I'm curious. I'm curious. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. We're past this homework assignment. A++. Also, I did choose to look at it to say like... I am able to receive and mm-hmm. give love in many different languages. Yeah. It's just not to That's right. That's right. But also, it's not super helpful if someone's like, so so should I get you a gift? Should I like vacuum you the can carpet? Do whatever. And you're you like, do whatever anything, fine, I don't whatever, care. Literally, whatever is fine. Oh, by the way, I immediately went home to Zach and was like, I don't remember your love language. <laughs> and he was like, neither do I. Nice. He has no so idea. So did you guys retake it? Uh, no, because I was like, please, honey, it's for the podcast. And he was like, no, um, because he has a life and because does not have to do clearly everything. Clearly, acts of podcast. service are not his love language. Well, I will, I will say this. We, we went to, uh, Big Bear a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and it, it was just, it was so nice to get out of the city and we just had a ton of 
quality time together. I was going to say quality time, physical touch. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's here for it. Um, and it was great. And we both, I I mean, we both were like, this was an amazing weekend. We feel so connected. So yeah. I would say, <laughs> if I had to guess, it's quality time. Uh-huh. I'm guessing. I'm physical, physical touch. Okay. So do you want to know uh, my results for my yes, love I language? Do. Acts of service. 12. You bet. That's right. So that's why the party was such a big deal for me is because everyone was showing me so much love by just showing up. Yeah. That getting in your car and driving. And I people say, got me great gifts. Do you remember what you asked me to do on the way? I was like I was a double favorite. That's right. Because you needed ice on the I way. needed ice. And I was like, of course, I'm a Midwestern girl. You just asked me and I, I'm going to show up with mm-hmm. a casserole if you need. Yeah. Oh, oh I should I mean? have asked for a casserole. You should have. <laughs> You're like, you blew BRB, it. an hour and 45 minutes. I'll be <laughs> yeah. there. Um, and then, so of course, I was like, yes. And you were like, thank you so much. I'm like, it's just ice. Well, I was like, I'll, I'll pay you. And you were like, You're not paying me for no, ice. And I, I was don't like, need oh, okay. $3.07. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, okay, so, and that was lovely, and we desperately needed it. And I you know. walked in, and Zach was like, thank God. I know, right? Um, okay, so acts of service, also, highest, highest I didn't thing. want that to sound like I was just patting myself on the back for stopping she to get bags of ice. You, but what I mean is that I knew it meant a lot to you. It did mean a lot yeah. to me, and also Lisa's a nightmare. Get me out of here. Uh, so the next one is physical touch, and my score was a seven. Ooh. Close behind it is quality time with a six. Okay. A four is for words of affirmation because I just don't care. I can't. I I would rather you, if you bring me a coffee, that will tell me I am loved and I will feel more loved than if you're like, you're amazing. I'll be like, okay, I'll hear you. I don't feel it. Thank you. So Um, you're a piece of shit. I can say that. Oh, yeah. No, that sticks. Um, (laughs) uh, And then uh, receiving gifts is a one. Oh, I'm so So, bummed I just gave you a I know. Lisa, Lisa just put... Lisa gave me the most thoughtful gift. It is a, a tote bag that says, walk through. Carry yourself okay. with the confidence of a mediocre white man. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. But the, she was like, I can't just give you an empty tote bag. I mean, who does that? So she knows that I get hangry and that I cry in my car. And you drive a lot in And I car. drive a lot. And so uh, she filled this tote bag with all of the necessities that I need on the road. Every there's Los tissues. Angelino should have it. There's tissues. There's boxed water. There's snacks. SPF. SPF she said especially put it on you the left on side of my side. No. Yeah, ma'am. You're amazing. Thank you. Um yeah, so that was so lovely. Um so for our mini sode today. Yeah. Or self help weekly beef. Listen, everybody lean in closely. Lisa can't hear us. It's okay. Yep. Let's wage a Twitter war on Lisa. Everybody you know how they like bring TV shows back by doing hashtag campaigns? Hashtag weekly beef. Let's get her to sign on. Oh, Lisa, I didn't see you there. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Okay, so I am so freaking excited Mm -hmm. for this next segment. So I am going to take us through some snippets of relationship advice throughout history. You better believe it. That's right. And I have put everything together in a convenient multiple choice format. Oh, I love it. That's right. Matt, Sav, come over here and play. Sav, and no peeking. Okay, so I am going to give you choices A, B, and C. Okay. One of them is true. Two of them are false. So you get to choose, <laughs> right? 
you just played two truths, one lie, and multiple choice. You That's said. right. That's right. I mean, typically, in multiple listen, choice, one is correct. Listen, exactly. we created this podcast. We can do whatever we you want. You know, you're goddamn right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got this information from Thrillist.com. Thank you. Very, credit where credit very is due. So, first question. Thank you. In Emma Drake's book, What a Young Wife Ought to Know, published in ni- <laughs> published in 1908, what was her advice to wives who found themselves horny while pregnant? Did, it didn't say horny while pregnant. Oh, I'm par- I'm paraphrasing Thank here. You. Who found themselves overcome with passion Thank while you. pregnant? Was it A sit in a shallow bath of steeped herbs until the sensation passes? B, inflict tolerable amounts of pain on yourself to change your thoughts. Or C, go to a doctor. I would hope uh, maybe the first one. I would. So I'm going to go C. Oh, okay. Because you have to trust a man. You can't trust yourself with your own thoughts and feelings. Um, so what, uh, oh, is that the final answer? Sav, is that your answer too? Okay, so Sav says sit in a shallow bath of steeped herbs until the sensation passes. Lisa says go to a doctor. Uh, what Emma Drake actually wrote in her 1908 book was this, quote, It occasionally happens that the wife during pregnancy is troubled with a passion far beyond what she has ever experienced at any other time. This, in every instance, is due to some unnatural condition. It's hormones. And should be considered a disease. (gasps) And for it, the physician should be consulted. Let wow. a man make choices for That's your body. Right. That's right. 100 years later, 110 years later, same. That's right. We're going to go all over the place today. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In Sane Sex and Sane Sex Living okay. by H.W. Long, and that's sane, sane. like S-A-N-E, okay. Okay. which was published in 1919, okay. what did he tell couples never to do during sex? Was it A, Queen. never Ever. Thank you. Yes. That was it. She guessed it. I got it. I got it. Was it A, never, ever use lube? B, never, ever say the Lord's name in vain? C, never, ever have sex during a full moon for it strengthens depravity and the tendency toward impure thoughts? Okay. First of all, I just have to comment that Sam went, oh. After you said never say the Lord's name in vain, he's like, that's got to be it. <laughs> that's got to be it. It was 1990. Okay. Okay, what so do we think? we have full moon is depravity, Lord's name in vain, or lube, first of all. Lube is the worst word in the world. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sane t- sex. This is sane sex. I'm leaning towards C because it would be, it's a little wild. We're going to go, how? Okay. Ooh. Okay, so uh, what H.W. Long actually said was it is sometimes recommended that some form of oil as sweet oil or Vaseline to be used as an unguent for anointing the parts before engaging in coitus. But this practice cannot be recommended. Oil is not a natural product of the parts to which it is applied. It is chemically unlike other secretions, and to smear the delicate organs with a fluid that is foreign to their nature is unwise, unsanitary, not to say filthy. FYI, many married men jerked off to that sentence. That's right. That's exactly right. And his name is H.W. Long. Thank like you. That's probably right, his right, right. pen name. Yeah. That he chose. Um, He goes on to say, it is like greasing the mouth to make food slip down easily. I mean, these are perfectly (laughs) chosen words. (laughs) Some guy was like, yes, no, loop. Yeah, 
so he ends by saying, basically, this interferes with the native and wholesome uses of the oral cavity. (laughs) So in 1919, authors were saying, don't ever, ever use lube. I feel like like he was saying, don't use lube, but just use your mouth. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah, it feels very, he's he's full of contradictions. See, we've got me thinking about physical touch. I'm like overcompensating. Yeah. That's what's happening. Someone come over here and touch Lisa. (laughs) 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 Okay. What did Helen Gurley Brown recommend? No, that is not a real name. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's a famous author. What did Helen Gurley Brown recommend women do in her 1962 book, Sex and the Single Girl? Was it A, throw a key party once per month? No. Which, uh, by the way, just for those who don't know what a key party is, great question. No, no. I I know what a key key is. What's What's a key key? It's like when you, like, you know the Scissor Sisters song? Shut the door tight. Let's have a key key. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's we're my so favorite. old. We'll, we'll share it after. No, it's a, it's a very old song. <gasps> oh, okay. I was going to say, Sav is young and hip. And I know. Like, <laughs> Kiki, do you love me? Are you writing? Okay, great. I saw one of a dog doing that dance, and it was the best. I know. Okay, so for those of you who don't know or would like a refresher, according to the researchwhisperer.wordpress.com, which is a totally legitimate website. Wait, did you have to look it up, or did you know? No, I wanted, like, the... I knew, but I wanted to make sure I had the right definition. I totally knew. Totally. They define a key party as... the. They say, quote, the idea behind a key party is simple. Couples are invited to attend a party with a bunch of other couples. One of the partners leaves their car keys in a bowl. Later, presumably after large amounts of booze and whatever else, the other partner selects a random set of keys from the bowl and goes home with the person who owns them. So it's a swingers, it's swingers party. But I would it's like, like to swingers say roulette. that in 1962 it was before women could legally get a credit card so the only mm-hmm. person who could own the car would be the man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I am putting my feminist agenda mm. up in this quiz. Yeah, no, it's it is, we have come a long way. So we have ages to go. A so choice, to okay. Sing, uh, so what uh, did Helen Gurley Brown recommend women do in 1962? Throw a key party once per month. Mm-hmm. Find a photo of the mother of the man you're interested in and dress like a sexy version of her. Or sleep with a married man. Okay, so we have swingers, psycho, and what was the third one? <laughs> sleep with a married man. Jeez, Louise. Mm-hmm. Swingers, psycho, and uh, fatal mm-hmm. attraction. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, my rational mind is telling me the swingers is yeah, the most gonna, reasonable. But the swingers? That's, that's early in the uh, in the years in the of... the 60s. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to say... Helen Gurley Brown. You say A. I'm gonna go B. I'm gonna say you're saying B. I'm gonna say find a photo of the mother of the man you're interested in and dress like a sexy version of her. Mm -hmm. I have to say that's a Misty Stinnett original. (laughs) So sorry. Um, So that's why I'm (laughs) Brown said, "Quote: Are married men off limits? Not always. Fuck. That's right. She said sleep with a married man. She says uh, same downside and upside. Trials and rewards as ever." Pluses, good sex, admiration, even adoration from him. Yeah. yeah. And she says, we're not talking about outright being kept, but delicious prezzies and trips are often in his portfolio. Fuck you, Helen Gurley Brown. Wow. That's right. She, this bitch wrote for a madman. No, that's right. <laughs> and she, she, it's literally, quote, delicious prezzies. 
um, or Come often he says portfolio. Uh, uh, she also, Helen Gurley Brown, also recommends sleeping with your boss. She says, quote, oh my God. quote, a girl in love with her boss will knock herself out seven days a week and wish there were more days. Tough on her, but fabulous for business. Okay, two thoughts. And One, quote. a girl is a prepubescent female, so she ain't allowed That's to right. work. That's right. Helen Gurley Brown. No, it's so problematic, and it's just like women perpetuating this I terrible. Mean, I want to punch myself in the face. Keep That's going. Right. What's our next quiz? Okay. This is for the men listening. In 2010, what did Maxim recommend men do to make their intentions clear to a woman they're attracted to in public? This is 2010. This is before Me Too and Time's Up. Mm -hmm. That's right. Was it A, lick her? No. In public. I just had a visceral reaction. (laughs) Was it B, rub the bottom half of your own nipple while making strong eye contact? (laughs) That's a misty standard original. (laughs) C, while not intruding on her personal space, in a safe and well-lit place, calmly and honestly tell her you are having feelings of attraction to her. Respect her answer completely no matter what she says, even if she says nothing. That's a misty step. <laughs> Actually, what magazine was this? Cosmo. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Maxim. Maxim. Oh, Maxim. then I say Maxim. B. They would definitely tell him to Rub the bottom half of your own oh, nipple God. while making strong eye contact what in public. What do do? Yeah, I, that's a great like, question, what, what, Sav. How would that help? <laughs> and yet... Men have done things that like this to me many times yeah. in my life. Uh, so Maxim actually said the true answer is A, lick her. No. Maxim said, quote, in 2010, it hasn't even been 10 years. Maxim said, quote, if you're out in public but want to make your intentions clear, slowly and firmly flick Assault your tongue. A woman. That's right. Slowly and firmly flick your tongue against the palm of her hand. If she just wipes it off down her skirt, you've blown it. So the only litmus test to find out, listen, I'm going to invite everyone to consider answer C. And you just say, hi, I think I'm having feelings of attraction to you. Do you feel safe? Maxim Are you okay? to come on our podcast and That's talk right. about how they're going to retract that That's eight right. years mm-hmm. post posthumously. That's right. That's exactly right. That's mm-hmm. a new term. That's exactly right. Okay. So a little fun. Uh, this is not multiple choice, but I could not resist putting this in. Okay. Um, a Cosmopolitan article titled Things to Say in Bed nope. also had some advice for what to say to a man in bed post-coitus. I believe this is from the 50s. Okay. Uh, I will I will put a photo of this on our Instagram Great. page mm. so that you can see it. But this is what this is what Cosmo well, Cosmo's advice was about 50 years ago. Okay. So it's called Things to Say in Bed, and I found this on Mike.com. The article says, quote, do you sometimes feel that your performance in bed is great, but your dialogue could be more amusing? These bon mots are bon mots. How do you say it? B-O-N-S-M-O-T-S. B-O-N-S. Bon, bon mot. Mot. I've <laughs> been uttered by girls who have kept men coming back for years. Okay. Again, problematic language, okay. right? Okay. Here, here is what they recommend you say to spice up the dialogue in the menu or in the bedroom and keep your man coming back. Quote, seconds, I know I'd like some. Seconds, I know. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. Okay. How can something so good be non-fattening? How can something so good be (laughs) non-fattening? So, 
crab is dying in the corner. Hold on. Oh, I think I peed a little. Okay. Don't go to work today. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally one of the quotes. Don't go to work today because I want to skin you alive. Or because I'd like to work and be able to be part of the workforce. Oh, sure. That's an option. Um. My God, this has cleared my sinus. <laughs> no, are you fucking for real? Did you? F- <laughs> my God, this has cleared my sinus. <laughs> okay. Did we already say Myra is handsomely proportioned as Michelangelo's David? Oh, because that's one. God. That's right. And then your dick is like marble, cold and unforgiving. <laughs> How are you doing? Great. Okay, good. <laughs> this is a great um, and then uh, the last one that they recommend is, and by the way, this is a choice sample. There are many more in that article. Go to our Instagram, check it out. Uh, the last one is encore, encore. Hold on, but there's also, thank God, uh, a list of what not to say. So do not ever utter these. These remarks, or your man might not return. Right? So, that was terrible. This is hor- This whole thing is horrible. No, I mean that was terrible. Is the thing you should never say. Oh yeah, no, that's it. That's exactly. I thought you were commenting on my job on the podcast. No, I was like, yes, I feel it. Okay, so here's what you should never say. These remarks were uttered to men who didn't return. Sure, sure, sure. Quote: There's a man with binoculars across the street. Okay, this is. Yeah, wait, wait here. for it. Wait for it. There. If that doesn't hold you, nothing will. And the next one that I wrote, ugh, so problematic, in all caps next to was, that hurts. Oh. They said to never say that to a man or he won't return. You know what? Fuck Cosmo. Fuck Fuck 1950s Cosmo. I invite Cosmo to come on and retract this article. Oh, they have have since issued a ton of apologies and like retroactively, you know what I, for, because, oh my God. Okay, so (laughs) here's the next one you shouldn't say. Let's see. Did I take my pill this morning? I say that for fun. That's right. That's right. Um, I say that too. I have things I say to get the man out of bed. Right. That's right. So here's one for the modern women among us, which is all of us. Maybe we should get a vibrator. Yeah. You're not supposed to say that or your man won't return. And then here's the last one, which is so fucking disturbing. I would, I would amend that to go, can you reach over and grab my vibrator? <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's right. Not the big one. The small one's fine. Okay. Here is the last one okay. to end uh, this beautiful, the cherry on the sundae. I can't breathe. Oh. I know. <laughs> Never supposed to say that, or he might not come back. Um, so I was just saying there's a lot more very um I mean that is clever problematic. It's super fucking problematic. I mean, it makes sense as to why we've just God, I I hate what the media has done to um, our perception of relationships and romance. Yeah. And again, it harkens back to cherry pick the advice you take just because it's written. And I know we've said this before, and we're probably going to say it a hundred more times if we're being responsible. Yeah. Cherry pick the advice. You cannot, you, you cannot just believe everything you read just because it's in print does not mean it's true or right or good for you. I guess for that last one, my main question is Mm -hmm. what did that woman do to bring on 
a man who was no, no, stop it, her stop it, capacity. stop it. Lisa <laughs> is hearkening back once again to our favorite person, the person we love to hate, Gay, Gay Hendrix. Hendrix. Did we talk about how I had a dream, and in that dream, remember I called oh, you yeah, and I was you like, did. "Hi." Asked myself what I was doing to the, to make me sick. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. And you hated that. Your first thought was like, "How did I cause this?" Yes. Yeah. That guy. That guy got deep into my conscious and subconscious. I know. I know. It's like how with Jen Sincero, you're like, oh, "I hated that book, but I'm going to buy her book proposal thing." Listen, listen. I, they got they got in deep. Choose the tools that work for you. Well, listen, this has been a deep and dark and fulfilling weekly beef. (gasps) I said it. Oh, she did it. It's going to be weekly beef. (laughs) Please help us. The crock pot of wellness. (laughs) Guys. This was amazing. Thank you for listening. And uh, don't forget to check out that picture on our Instagram page at Go Help Yourself Podcast. Life Life is abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias. Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast. Twitter at G-H-Y podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.